This conversation was recorded for the Sensitive Success Summit 2022. Remember to check out this year's summit, www.sensitivesuccesssummit.com. It's free to join and we have lots of interesting conversations coming up. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast, where we explore the unique challenges and opportunities that comes with being a sensitive changemaker in today's world. I'm your host, Frida Kalbo, and I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand and now live in the beautiful bush with my husband and two kids, homeschooling and creating a life and business that works for me with the help of my sensitivity and support others to do the same. I'm excited to share conversations with experts, thought leaders, and fellow sensitive people who also see the world through the lens of sensitivity. Thank you so much for being here because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Let's get started. In today's conversation, I celebrate sensitivity together with Anne Harry Kirtan. She is a doctor turned writer from India. She works to help people to introspect, understand themselves better, own their experiences, and retell their stories in ways that empower them. Her vision is to create spaces where people can heal through their own words. Anne is currently writing a book on suffering and runs a membership for writers called Write the Real You. I am super excited to have you here. Welcome. Hi, I'm very excited to be part of the summit and to speak with you today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm so happy that you said yes. So this summit is an opportunity to celebrate sensitivity and come together. So I would love to hear why you wanted to join in and celebrate sensitivity and why you think it's important. Okay, so I think sensitivity is probably my favorite part of myself. I feel like all of the choices that I've made, the things I'm interested in, the way that I speak to people, it all comes back to, you know, my nature and just the fact that I am a very sensitive person. So, yeah, I wouldn't want to change that at all. And I just feel like, you know, we're celebrating it. That's something I want to be a part of. So that's the main reason why I said yes. Wonderful. I'm so happy that you're here. And what really drawn me to you was that you you talk about heal with words, and that really intrigued me. So would you like to tell us a bit about your journey with sensitivity and with the work that you do? Yeah, sure. So I didn't know the word highly sensitive for a long time. I didn't know that that's what I was. But I did see that, you know, there was a side of me which was extremely empathetic and that I felt very deeply. I remember when I was six years old, we were in in school and my classmates and I, we were having a conversation in which one of them teased me about something. And I took it very personally and very deeply. And I started to think about it and thought about, you know, whether it's true of me and that sort of thing. And I remember my friend saying, why are you so serious? She also didn't know the word sensitive at that time. (laughs) So serious is what she had perceived. And uh, I remember thinking, I'm not serious. And then later on, I went on to think, I am serious, but so what? (laughs) Serious is good. (laughs) And uh, um, when I was a little older, I started to write a little bit. And what I found was that, you know, 
sometimes the experiences that I went through, the way that I felt it, no one else around me seemed to feel. So writing was a way for me to explain it to people. So I would write all of the thoughts and just the way that I perceive it, I would put it into words. And I remember the same word series came up again when I was seven. And my aunt read a few of my poems and she said, you write so seriously. You're like a grandmother. By this time, I had already embraced it. And, you know, when she said, you're like a grandmother, I just took it as such a big compliment. But, you know, I was already there, that sort of thing. So that's been, you know, like my journey with sensitivity. I think I embraced it quite early. What I didn't realize was that it had a huge role to play in me switching careers. So I used to be a doctor before. I joined because my family wanted me to to pursue medicine, but I wanted to be a writer. And when I joined, the academic part of it was fantastic. But when I had to meet with patients and when I had to hear their problems or see things, you know, like places where they're wounded or diseases that were really affecting them, it would also affect me. It was almost as if whatever they were going through, I felt like I was going through it, you know, the same thing in my body. And that was very intense and very exhausting. So that had a big role to play in my leaving medicine and pursuing writing as a full-time career. But for a long time, I didn't understand that that was because of the fact that I was sensitive. So there was some amount of guilt over, you know, why I wasn't able to manage and get over my sensitivity with respect to being a doctor. And I think there was also a conversation I had with one of our family friends. This was after I had quit medicine. And she asked me, you know, okay, so you're afraid of these things. You feel like if you see, if you witness something, it's happening in you as well. But why wasn't it something that you could get over? And that really got me thinking. And I thought, you know, one, I didn't actually want to get over it. I liked that part of me, which was so sensitive, you know, the part of me that when someone is in pain would also feel it because I I could really empathize with what they're going through. But that was one thing I didn't want to let go of it. And the second part of it was, you know, I was thinking, you know, why is it necessary? Why are we living in a world where we're not yet able to embrace ourselves, you know, the way that we are. Yeah, that's basically the journey around why I quit medicine and how sensitivity has always been a part of me and something that I've wanted to embrace. The writing itself, like I mentioned, it was it was just that writing gave me this space to express myself completely and to allow other people to see just how deeply I was perceiving things. When I was a little older when I quit medicine, I found that there were a lot of things from my past that I had not yet dealt with. And uh, I wasn't in a space where I was ready to speak to someone about it. So that's when I started to write again. And I used writing as a mode of healing where I would speak it out to the page. Paper never judges. (laughs) You can say whatever you want. And uh, I just felt like that was my way of 
beginning to express the things that I was going through. And I found that there was a lot of a lot of potential for healing. And I'll speak about this later within writing. And so it's just something that naturally fell in place, I think. Writing was my first therapist. Wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Pages don't judge. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, you've been touching on it, but what does healing through your own words mean to you? Like I mentioned, it's just being able to write whatever you're going through, knowing that the page is a safe space. As long as no one is going to look at your writing, you know that it's it's something that's really personal and private and you don't have to worry about judgment which is something that, you know, as highly sensitive people, we are a a little afraid of because if someone says something that affects us deeply. So that's the first part. It just allows you to vent, to talk about what you're going through. But following that, it also, at least for me, it's been a space where as I write things, I'm able to find the answers as well. Sometimes I have a struggle that I'm going through and I don't know how to express it completely. So I just ask it as a question and then I wait for the answers to come. So it's almost as if just the practice of writing allows me to be, to think through things and to find answers. And uh, another thing is that when I'm writing, I always find that it's, it's relaxing for me. I write with pen and paper. I rarely type straight away because that just, you know, taking the time to write it out slowly, allows the thoughts itself to slow down. That's such a, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's such a pleasant process, I think. And uh, I mentioned this, you know, partly before, which is that writing was my first therapist. So it allowed me to speak once. And then once I had, and I had processed my thoughts, it allowed me to decide what to share with whom. So very often I find that what I'm not able to share before, once I've written it a few times, I'm able to speak it to someone else. So following my writing, I would always reach out to a therapist or to a friend to help them, you know, to help them help me through some of the things that I wasn't able to find solutions to by myself. And the final thing for me is that writing has almost become part of my my spiritual practice as well. Because sometimes I write prayers, things that I'm not able to deal with. And at the same time, I'm not able to express in words, speaking it out. I would just write it. And I would, you know, start it off by saying, dear Lord, or dear God. And it's just, it's just there. So those are the many ways in which you know, writing has helped me heal. And I feel that it's, it's something that anybody could embrace. And especially people who are very sensitive can use writing as that safe space to just begin to explore things that have happened to them or things that they're experiencing now. Yeah. It's so powerful. I also use journaling 
to write down my thoughts. As you say, it's such a, and you express it so, so beautifully. It's such a safe space for us. So if you're listening to this, just jump on the Telegram channel. It's a link below and tell us if you have a writing habit or how you use writing. So get in the conversation there. And and if there's someone listening who would like to start with writing or, or would like to try that and create that safe space, where do you recommend them to start? I think maybe before that, I'll just mention that journaling is one of the forms in which I have found healing. But, and I mentioned this a little bit before as well, one of the other spaces that I really found healing through writing is poetry. So uh, when I was growing up, I knew that my journals were being read. So what I did was I started to write poetry where I used one thing to symbolize something else. So it allowed me to express what I was going through and to express it as deeply as possible, but to substitute words and to use imagery. And so that way, you know, it was almost as if it was a cryptic text, which only I could completely understand. But, you know, reading those poems back now, I still feel like they're quite powerful, quite good. Another thing that I had done, and I had done this quite, I mean, it was subconscious. It wasn't something that I decided to do. I had written a lot of short stories. And I think when I had written my last one as part of a collection, I went back and I read through all of them. And I began to see that even those short stories were taking bits of my life and putting it into the lives of someone else and telling them as if it was someone else's story. And just the process of, you know, seeing them experience those difficulties that I have been through and then thinking of different options for them to take, you know, different courses and paths that they could take and then seeing why they chose what they did has helped me here as well. And uh, now I write long form nonfiction and as part of that, you know, I do some articles as well. Again, it helps me because I'm always thinking, you know, I've went, I've gone through something difficult. How do I share it with someone else? What can I teach them through my experience? And that's how, you know, those kind of pieces. So for those who are watching and thinking, you know, where can I start? I'd like to leave you with one practice that I learned when I was studying creative writing. So our tutor, she used to set a timer for 10 minutes and she'd say, write whatever you feel like, whatever is coming to your mind and don't censor. You're just not allowed to censor. So if you're, for example, thinking, you know, this is not the right word, you can't fix it. You just have to write it. And you don't have to worry about punctuation or anything of that sort. Just spill everything that's in your mind. And I think this is this practice is something that a lot of people have, have been doing for a very long time, but it was explained really well in The Artist's Way. It's a book by Julia Cameron, and she talks about it. She calls it free writing or morning pages. So she recommends that you do it in the morning, but you can do it whenever. And this is what I go to every time I feel stuck. Like I, I feel like, you know, I don't know what to write. I would go back to that set a timer for 10 minutes 
and just write whatever comes uncensored. It's a good starting point. Great starting point. Yeah, and it takes away the pressure to yeah. pressure to write about something that's really hard to write about, or the pressure to write something. Just write something. <laughs> Everything yeah. is okay. Like yeah. you say, I love how you how you word it as well. Like you don't have to write your own experience. You can write a poem or a fiction, yeah. and it still helps you. Wonderful. Is it okay if I share one of the poems that? I wrote recently. Yeah, absolutely. To just give you a little bit of context, this one is about, I, I was trying to figure out how to share just the worry that I have all the time. It's something that's quite difficult for me to completely express. So what I did was I used an image and the image is of a flower, which is trying to figure out whether to bloom or not. Um, is shall I read it? Is that okay? Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> the Worries of a Flower by Anne Harakirtan. Drops of water on my face, food and shelter to my taste, warmth and light from above. I ask myself, is it enough? When the sun around me falls, will I bloom? Or will I die? There's potential. I have faith. But will it all be realized? When it's time for me to lift my hand, will I stand or fall instead? When my petals are unfurled, will they color all the world? I fear I'd never be the flower that I've dreamed of. Should I blossom now at all or be a bud forever? I will wilt, nevertheless. Let me open that they'd smell, the fragrance that's only mine. Perhaps it may cause one to smile. I won't know if I don't try. Let me put my fear away. Let me reach out to the sky and be myself anyway. Wow, that was amazing. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So sometimes it's kind of difficult to express what you're going through. And I find imagery really helpful. Mm. So maybe that's another thing I'd like to leave with you all, that if you're finding it really difficult to express what you're going through, think about whether there's something in nature that goes through something similar and maybe use that as your experience, as a way to describe what you're going through. Yeah, so powerful. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. I feel I'm a bit touched. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, and it's so powerful to to look at nature, especially like with worry, because when we when a flower yeah. starts to wonder about if it's gonna open or not, it's like, huh. <laughs> it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Really powerful. Thank you. So if you want to to leave the listeners or the viewers with one action or, or takeaway from this conversation, what what would that be? I think there's like a lot of power in being a highly sensitive person. And it's something that we should definitely embrace. And writing might be a way for you to 
understand yourself a little better, understand why you do the things that you do or why you feel the way that you do. And what you'd find is that because you're a highly sensitive person, your writing will automatically be really good. So do it. <laughs> Just allow yourself to express who you are through words. And yes, the paper doesn't judge. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to add? No, I think I think that's that's it. <laughs> Embrace you. who you are. <laughs> yeah definitely embrace who you are thank you so much for joining us and it's been really interesting to hear more about the healing with words and how different ways that we can can do that and as you say just start take that 10 minutes and just write and see what comes up thank you so much for joining us Anne. thank you for having me Thank you for listening to Sensitive Success. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with someone who could benefit from this message. And come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Cabo. And remember, sensitivity is neither good or bad. It's what we make of it. Embrace your sensitivity and use it to create sensitive success your way. <laughs>